bad form to give a long homily on Palm Sunday, so I'm just going to say a few words here. <clears throat> My grandmother was someone who is really pretty highly acquainted with suffering. She got a diagnosis of Parkinson's when she was about 50. And for the next 20 so years of her life, the Parkinson's kind of strangled her physically and mentally, and, and it started to really take a toll on her. And she was in pain pretty much all the time. And as I, I was a young man when she passed away, I was only 15. But as I observed her through the years and then kind of reflected on it in hindsight, I was utterly amazed by her capacity to endure the suffering and still be very joyful. As a priest, I see a lot of people at the end of their lives. Visited a lot of hospital beds in the end moments or nursing homes or even homes. And it really is very interesting and profound to see the disposition of people at the end of their lives and people who have been suffering for a long time. Because some people, you can just see a saintly aura about them, the way that they talk, the wisdom with which they speak. And some people, you can see resentment and anger and refusal to accept even till the very end. And we kind of see this disposition even in the two thieves at the end of the gospel. During the crucifixion, one was on Jesus' right and one was on his left. One of them curses Jesus and curses God. And one of them blesses God. And he finds himself in heaven with hope, even at the very end of his life. When I reflect upon my grandmother's experience, I really see it as very similar to the experience of Jesus in the Gospels, the reason she was able to endure the suffering she did for such a long time, and, and grow in joy and grow in wisdom and be an example, and be somebody that I look up to years later who inspired me and probably one of the main reasons that I'm a priest, really. And I think it, what my grandmother did to transcend her suffering was she loved. And she saw her suffering as having an end. And she didn't know what that was necessarily in the midst of it. She didn't know why she was diagnosed with this really terrible disease. But she loved God and she really trusted God. And she did everything in relationship with God. She was constantly, she had her rosary beads on her at all times, even though she could hardly handle them. And she was always praying. She was constantly praying. She was praying and she loved her family. And it was the trust and the relationships and the, and the, the personal aspect of her faith and her life that allowed her to love. And the love drove her in the suffering to follow God's plan for her own personal life. 
God knows every single hair on our heads, Jesus tells us. He knows our lives intimately. And he's always trying to provide us with a way that is best for us. And he always brings good things out of evil. And he gives us strength along the way, just like Jesus needed it. Jesus didn't want to go through with this in his humanity at the very beginning in the garden. And we read that God sent an angel to him to strengthen him. God does that for all of us. We put our trust in God the Father and love guides us. Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us. Not only for being a teacher, but especially for being a savior, first and foremost. For following through with the Father's will. Help us to have this same obedience to the Father in our lives, especially at the most difficult times in our lives and through extreme and serious suffering. Help us, Lord, to see purpose in our suffering and help us to offer up everything to you and help us to love those that you have given us. Through Christ our Lord, amen. And let's take a moment in silent prayer to listen to and maybe even say a word of thanksgiving to the Lord.